Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman. And my name is Kevin Ackerman. And today we're going to finish up our discussion on the Oracle in the Mountain. Um, it's been really great so far, and I can't wait to get to the end here. Uh, but before we do so, it's time for another edition of Stephen King Trivia. Dun da da da! All right. And this one's a bit of a thinker, a bit of a thinker. Um, but I, th- I think you can get it, Kev. Um, so. I was thinking about Stephen King movies. Hmm. All right. So I would like you to t- try and tell me the top 10 grossing Stephen King movies of all Ooh, time. Top 10 grossing. Now, now that's, a, that's a tough question because how much money they made at the box office does not necessarily tell you how good of a movie <laughs> they were. That is very true. <laughs> Huh. And I'll just give you I'll just give you one example. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and many people's favorite movies of all time, is number nineteen on the list huh. at twenty eight million. There you go. Yeah, yeah that was going to be one so, of my first guesses. Interesting. Yeah, n- number nineteen is Shawshank Redemption. All right, so we're going top ten. Now, a, 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 other thing that sure. you need to think about is um, some movies. So this list that I'm looking at is 53 movies long. Now he, there's not necessarily 53 Stephen King movies, but there are 53 releases of movies. So you have to think about when these movies were released and when their re-release happened. Oh, that kind of deal. Interesting. Are there two diff- Are there two instances of the same movie in the top ten? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. What movie would get re-released? Okay, so then, number one, I feel like i got to start with The Shining. Uh, uh, and, and right away, that's what I would have guessed, too. Guess where The Shining is? Number 11. 11? Wow, surprised. 11, 44 million. Oh, all right. Um, let's see, what's another? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Honestly shocked. Uh, all right. Uh, Carrie. Is Carrie in the top ten? Carrie, so Carrie had two releases. Um, in 76 and 2013 mm-hmm. and surprisingly they made almost exactly the same amount in the box office uh, 33 million and 35 million uh, but that's 13 and 14 on the list oh oh okay so, so not it, below the shining also not even in the top 10 um all right yeah. so let's see what's another <laughs> Stephen King adaptation that would likely be in the top 10 um and, and also think more Recent because that's when they made more money. I, maybe mm. I should have checked this for uh, adjusted for inflation. Mm. That probably would have been smarter. True. Yeah, I was I was automatically going with the classics and not necessarily with the ones from you know when movie tickets are like twenty dollars a pop. Uh, <laughs> totally. Let's see. What's a recent Stephen King movie? Huh. Not all of them are recent. Don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. True. But the top the top two are the most recent. And the top two are the same, if you... <laughs> huh. Interesting. Was there, like, a two-parter, or...? Hmm. Was there a two-parter, Kev? Think about it. Oh, goddamn. Hmm. Because you're right on the right track. It's definitely a two-parter. Let's see. It is... It is... Oh, it's It. Of course it's It. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So It is number one and two. uh, The the 2017 and 2019 release. Um, Jeez. The 
the the first one was three hundred twenty seven million, mm. and it chapter two was two hundred eleven million. That's one and two on the list. Gotcha. Okay, so I've got two so far, and they're technically one book. Yeah, uh, let's see. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go throw out as many names as I can think of, and then just uh, let me know just yes or no. Um, yeah. Let's see. So. Salem's Lot. There were a few different versions of Salem's Lot. I think oh, there was a more recent see, one. Uh, how far is Salem's Lot on the line? I don't even see it on this list. Under Come 10. On. All right. All right. That's fine. Um, let's see. Uh, can't be the Dark Tower. So this uh, is, the Dark Tower is number nine. Number nine. Really? Wow. I yeah. guess just because it was recent. Uh, I guess it did. And it made some money. Dude, yeah, you you put you put Idris Elba in a movie, and people are going to go see it. People are going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, all right, so then, so we got three. Uh, what else? I know Gerald's game came out kind of recently. Is that one of them? Oh, Mike Flanagan's uh, Stephen King adaptation has been doing well. Oh my gosh, I don't see that one either. That's oh, maybe this list only has. I'm so sorry. Maybe this isn't a good list. I don't know. It could be a good list. I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> the, the, the question is: name the movies that are on this list. It's not a saying that this list is perfect. So <laughs> yeah, let's see. Very true. I mean, there's there's some fantastic ones here, and then there's one that I don't even know. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, seventy million at number four. Let's see. But number three is very popular. Um, Oh, jeez. It came out in 1999. Is it Hearts in Atlantis? No. No. Um, uh, much more popular than that. Uh, think, I don't know, who, what actor was famous around that time with movies like, well, if I give you that, I'll give yeah. it away. Because <laughs> hmm. my first thought of 1999 is Fight Club, but that's definitely not Stephen King. Um, <laughs> let's see... Is it a adaptation of an older Stephen King book, or is it a book that came out in the nineties? Oh, when did uh, see? This is where my knowledge of Stephen King lacks me. Gotcha. I, I don't know when this movie came out. I, I I know the movie came out in the nineties. I don't know when the book came out. Fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Prison, prison is all I'm going to say. And not Shawshank. Uh, let's not see. Shawshank. What's another Stephen King prison movie? Um. With like you know uh, the death sentence. Oh, oh, the Green Mile, of course. The Green Mile, yeah. So the Green Mile is number three at 136 million, and then number four. I've never heard of this book, Kev. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, go for uh, it. 1408. Ooh, 1408. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the. That? It's a haunted hotel room, essentially. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, the movie took uh, a lot of liberties. F- I gotta warn you there. But okay. yeah, the book well, is much more sort of like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft in a way, whereas the movie kind of goes a little bit more on the nose. <laughs> so is is Stephen King? Um, let's see, uh, as the creator of the um, the you know IP, is he okay with uh, filmmakers having license, like like to like change change it up or? It depends. In the 90s, he was super against it. That's why he redid The Shining with a much more faithful edition of the story, because uh, he was not a fan of the Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining. Stanley um, Kubrick version, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, change. Well, I mean, personally, I kind of prefer a hedge maze to like walking around hedge monsters. But th- I feel like a hedge maze is much easier to uh, like put together on film. So that one I don't particularly oh, so. blame Kubrick for. <laughs> I think it might have been just the more the Jack Nicholson's acting choices that Stephen King wasn't a fan of. Um, Here's Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've never read that book, so... Oh, you uh, should. It's really that's, good. That's, that's up on the list. There was Hedge Monsters? Wild. Exactly, yeah. Um, let's see. So, mm-hmm. we've got It. We've got 1408. We've got Green Mile... What other good Stephen King adaptations are there? I know a ton of bad uh, Stephen King adaptations. Um, well, go ahead and put the bad ones. I don't know. Uh, let's see. It's definitely <laughs> it, it can't be Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it's definitely not Christine. Uh, it's definitely so Maximum, Over, Maximum Overdrive is thirty ninth on the list. Okay, Just at least so it made you know. it. The basically, you know, uh, haunted trucks essentially that uh, go crazy and try to destroy a town. I think. Uh, let's um, see. Who's Christine? Oh, Christine is 25th. 25, all right. Not not terrible. Yeah. Um, let's not see. terrible. There's... Um, uh, James Conn. James Conn. James Conn, oh, of course. Also passed away Misery. This year. I forgot. <sighs> Misery. Misery. Oh, of course. Misery's number five at 61 right. million. Ooh, Stand then, By Me. Oh, Stand By Me is number eight. Eight, all right. All right. Number eight at 52 million. Okay. Uh, so six and seven is the same book. Ooh, All right. different releases or different, and like a remake di- of the same, uh, a remake of a movie? No, it was just, it was originally released in 1989, and then it would, there was a re-released in 2019. Can't be The Stand, is it? Uh, no. Well, no? they never made a movie of The Stand. The Stand's only been miniseries on TV. True, yeah. Well, but that's... You couldn't that, make... You couldn't make a movie of the stand. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it's it, too it big. It would be multiple parts. Exactly like it. Yeah. Um, Just like it. But yeah, yeah. That's. I feel like I nowadays mean, you can't with, make a movie of the Dark Tower either. If you ask me, but agreed. <laughs> they're redoing it already. Actually, they're, they're coming out with I think a, a TV series. Uh, Mike Flanagan's doing it. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, TV series is perfect. Exactly. All right, yeah. so uh, how do right, I explain yeah. this? I actually know I know nothing about this book. Um, yeah, um, if, but I th- say go for it. Let, let's just let's just say it's two words, and the second word is a misspelling of oh, a normal Pet Cemetery. Of course, there you go. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is six and seven. Uh, Stand by Me is eight. Dark Towers nine. Number ten is another one I don't know. Um, mm. And then The Shining is eleven. Um, you don't know crap i don't even know how to explain this uh it's all right what do you um, look out <laughs> la ventana oh oh is it uh it's not, is no, i know it, i no know, bueno. I know. Um, <laughs> no no i know what the word is uh it's is it secret window secret window yes. yeah i was like it's not secret broken window. window it's not altered window <laughs> I, I knew there was an adjective before it is the thing yeah that, that one's from yeah. uh what was it uh four past midnight a, a book of four different novellas so that one's uh Ooh. yeah that one that one's the also got the the langoliers in there if you ever that's another uh oh, Stephen king that. made for tv uh spectacular yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i totally heard of that one yeah uh and just to just to throw off a couple other names uh that i've heard of at least uh so 11 was the shining and the shining is also on the list twice more for different re-releases over time oh really because it's just that good of a movie all of the um, stanley kubrick version uh yeah. Mm. Hmm. Um, 
the running man is number 12. Uh, 13 and 14 are carry. There you go. 15 is the dream catcher. Mm. 16 is the lawnmower man. <laughs> 17, Dr. Sleep. Which uh, was really okay. good. I liked Doctor Sleep. That was Doctor Sleep. I've got to reread. I only read it the once, and I really liked it. But yeah, I still never seen the movie. But that's the one that's like the sequel to sequel to The Shining. The Shining? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown Up Danny. Yeah, it was uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan right? McGregor. Was grown Up Danny. Do love Ewan totally McGregor? Good. Yeah. I, I, I actually saw that in the theater, so nice. I'm part of that 31 million. There you um, go. 18 Sleepwalkers. 19 The Shawshank Redemption. 19. Hmm. 20 The Mist. 21, Dolores Claiborne. 22, Hearts in Atlantis. 23, Cujo. Mm. 24, Creepshow. 25, Christine. 26, The Dead Zone. 27, The Rage. Carry mm. 2. I didn't know there was a Carry 2. Speaking of 2s, 28, Pet Cemetery 2. Oh, what happened? I yeah, I feel like now we're, we're getting into the, you know, characters created by Stephen King, but the, <laughs> it was just the movie studio decided there should be a sequel of it. <laughs> uh, 29, Firestarter. Oh, true. There were a couple uh, of different th- Firestarters. And two different carries, <laughs> actually, too. Yeah, well, no, we just t- we just talked about the rage. That was 27. Um, 30 was Tales from the Dark Side, the movie? I don't know that one. I don't one. know what that is. No, no, the, the second carry version I was talking about was there was uh, a remake recently of, with... Uh, a remake of the yeah, carry. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz, I think. Oh, so that was what 13 and 14 was. The amazing thing was they they made almost identical amounts at the box office. There you go. 33 million and 35 million, yeah. Thinner, which we discussed last week. We did indeed. Written by his pseudonym was number 31. Uh, 32 is Needful Things. 33, Liz and I watched this while we were in a diner in Portland a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I've never seen this movie. And I was like, oh my God, this is both awesome and terrible because there was no sound. I was just watching it with with the sound off. Children of the Corn. <laughs> Children of the Corn. Oh, it was fantastic. I was like, I've never seen this. I've been meaning to watch. Oh, my God. What just happened? You liked it? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You know, right, it starts with right. run, running over a child on the road, and then you're like, you know, just ramps up from there. The kids are in charge. It was, Yikes. It was creepy. The, the character, uh, well, there's a couple awesome characters in that movie. And, well, it must be the book. <laughs> Uh, Malachi, the, the red-haired kid, and right. um, the other guy who, who who wasn't a child at all. I think he was a, a little person. Um, oh. But the one who was like the leader of the group. The kid with the black hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay, like, yeah. really creepy looking. He was exactly. not a kid. He was Super like a, a 30-year-old man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 34 is Cat's Eye. 35 is Silver Bullet. 36, Graveyard Shift. 37, The Dark Half. 38, going back to the four seasons. Which one is, uh, what is it? Fall? Oh. Spring? Apt Pupil? Apt Pupil Fall, is 38. Fall from Innocence is the the, the section title, yeah, because... Uh, so, so Fall cause, is... Yeah, because the, the Shawshank... Well, Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption is uh, Hope Springs Eternal. Apt Pupil mm-hmm. is Fall from Innocence. Uh, Stand By Me is... Uh, uh, the Body. Yeah, it's the, just the body. The body. Right? Yeah, so that was. But it must be summer. summer it's summertime because it's, they're yeah the kids are out of school and they're yeah. taking a walk. Ooh, let me right? check that out. I forget exactly what the the subtitle is. So winter is. must be the uh, the 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 oh crap. 
Why did I forget again? Nope, don't tell me. We did don't talk about me. it. It's called... I know we did talk about it, and I should know this by now. The Breathing Method. The Breathing Method, yes. Yeah. Uh, a yeah, Winter's yeah. Tale. A Winter's Tale. That's yeah. right. Now let me... <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, and then we're just getting into re-releases at this point. We're, we're down into the... These movies made less Ooh, than a million dollars. Interesting. Oh, I, I, I was wrong. Uh, so, The Body is Fall from Innocence. Apt Pupil is Summer of Corruption. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. There you go. So, The Body is... Huh. All right. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about The Gunslinger. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) I just wanted to throw that in there just to see if Kevin knew um, kind of the ranking of the movies. True. I got a few. I I didn't know. I got a couple. You you did pretty darn good. You did pretty darn good. But it's like it's weird when you start talking about like um, uh, box office earnings and how good the movie was because those are two different things. Exactly. (laughs) Very, very true. Phantom Menace made so much money at the box office. And don't get me wrong, I love that movie just me because too. I'm a, a, a purist. Sure. But uh, I feel like enough time has gone by <laughs> that it's gotten in, it's gotten the the nostalgia bonus that uh, now you can watch it and be like, oh yeah, I remember watching this when I was a kid and everything. So the movie is it's a little bit better now uh, on rewatches. Totally. Yeah. There, there's a team that comes to our trivia um, game every week. My me and Liz, Nick and Liz quiz. We we host it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the name of their team is Jar Jar Drinks. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That that's good. good. <laughs> Anywho, so where? So last time we were talking about um, uh, the Oracle in the Mountain. They've gone away from the Oracle. Now they're they're making their their trek, their trek up the mountain. Ooh, and, actually, uh, before we move on, I just want to. I found the top ten Stephen King adaptations adjusted for inflation. So okay, so uh, so it's a little different than the list I saw. It is a little bit different, but a lot of the same uh, are a lot of the same movies are in there. Um, I'm just gonna uh, roll them on out. So adjusted for inflation, number one is The Green Mile with uh, 213 okay. million. Number two, The Shining, 133 million. Oh uh, wow! Okay, big difference. Num- yeah. Number three, Carrie, one hundred twenty-nine million, the original. Uh, number four, Misery, one hundred eighteen million. Uh, I'm assuming these are modern day dollars. Uh, number five, mm-hmm. uh, Pet Cemetery, one hundred eighteen million, one hundred twenty-three thousand. Misery was one hundred eighteen million, four fifty-nine thousand. Um, Stand by Me, one hundred fifteen million. Uh, okay, this list makes more sense. I agree, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you, you always have to adjust for how much things cost back in the day. So, one, two, yeah, yeah. three, Well, four. and also today, movie ticket prices are outrageous. It's oh, just totally. Because, I mean, the problem yeah. is it's a, you know, with streaming and everything, they're fighting a losing battle. Uh, and It's a dying a dying media. It's like Blockbuster. Exactly, you know? yeah. Movie, the, movie, yeah, the theatrical window keeps getting shorter and shorter before they just send it off to streaming. Yeah, and they're making yeah. all they're mm-hmm. making all their money by just selling the rights to the streaming services rather than just getting it directly from the consumer. Yeah. So yeah, the, the whole metric is is going to be messed up from here on out. Oh, completely. Because yeah, poor. Uh, I think Black Widow was the uh, mm. kind of the first example of that, and I think Scarlett Johansson is still in a legal battle with <laughs> with Disney over that. I think the fact that they. I mean, it was during the pandemic, exactly, but they yeah. took. Away, it out of the theaters and put it right to streaming and she's like what the hell yeah i'm supposed to get royalties off of 
<laughs> yeah, you yeah. literally told me that it was going to be in theaters. So, yeah, I feel like she should have gotten at least some sort of a, a settlement or something. But, all right, so we got Stand By Me, number 7, 1408, 85 million. Number 8, The Running Man, 79 million. Number 9, The Lawn... That's a great movie. Yeah, the, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, like when it would be on TV, but I, I never sat down and watched the whole thing. Well, I shouldn't say it's a great movie. It's like, it's a movie I like. It's a watchable movie. It's a movie, movie I like. Yeah, yeah like, like I like watching any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, just be like, oh God, what's he going to do now? <laughs> we, were, we were watching Commando the other day, yeah. Get to the chopper! <laughs> True. That, oh, there's so another... Oh, no, no, that's not Stephen King. I was going to say, um, what's the sci-fi movie? Uh, Total, Total... Total Recall. Total Recall, yes. Total, Total Recall, yeah. Yeah, that that's, one's that's that's a Philip one K. Dick adaptation, yeah, but the same... I feel like Total... Oh, Re- really? Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, he, he another great did, one. He also did, um, what's it called? Blade uh, Runner. Uh, don't say it. Damn it, oh, sorry, you said sorry. it. <laughs> but the name of the book is Do Cheap Stream of Android... Wait... Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yes, That's exactly. <laughs> Another great set of adaptations, yeah. The, um, and there is a third Philip K. Dick adaptation that's actually pretty famous. Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, let's give, see. give me a hint. Uh, me a starring hint. Tom Cruise. And it is also sci-fi. Uh, Minority Report? Yes, or? exactly. Oh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the other uh, uh, another great uh, Philip K. Dick adaptation because he's one of my favorite authors uh, would be um, a Scanner Darkly, which is a movie that was like uh, the entire thing is like animated, but it was like rotoscoped over like the actors' faces. So it's uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, Woody Harrelson, Winona Ryder. Like the cast is amazing, oh, and wow. yeah, it's it, yeah. I definitely recommend it because the whole thing it's it's, it's a in, solid cast. Yeah, exactly. It's this like animated style, but it's like. I don't know. It's it basically like they shot the movie like the way that you normally would, but then they just hand painted over. Well, I don't know if they hand painted over it. Maybe they did. They probably use computers. But either way, it's mm-hmm. a, an, an animated style over top of it, and it's like fits with the uh, the theme of the movie that you know you're never quite sure of what exactly reality is. So there mm. there there's layers and layers. Yeah, I love it. Um, S- say the name of that again. Uh, a scanner darkly. A scanner darkly. Okay, cool. I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah, it's based on uh, <laughs> uh, a uh, branded around full circle. Another uh, Bible quote that I'm pretty sure was in that was referenced in the the Gunslinger was, um, what is it? Uh, we see as through a glass darkly. So the oh. in this case, it's uh, science fiction. So seeing it through a scanner darkly. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, and What's just a scanner, uh, ah, basically ah. just you know, sort of recording software, more or less uh, surveillance. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> and just to finish off this last list, we've got uh, Lawnmower Man number nine and Secret Window number ten uh, at sixty-three window. million. Yeah. So then, and yeah, Shawshank Redemption. I guess it was it was kind of a flop when it first came out, and uh, it, that's the amazing thing. It, and but if you look at IMDb of best movies of all time, it's usually like one or two on the list. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, gotta, when it came out, nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the, the t- 
cases where the title can kill you because you need to have something more that people can grab onto too. Mm. You think if they stuck with uh, uh, Rita Hayworth, uh, people might have gone to see it? I don't know if that's better. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe, maybe Hope Springs <laughs> Eternal. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe something just a little bit more um, accessible that people would c- catch on to. I don't know. So yeah, that was an interesting conversation about uh, you know the the top tens. Uh, I thought that was cool. Indeed, always hap- I'm always happy to hear some trivia. <laughs> Totally. Uh, so anyway, let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes of our um, episode today, which is the end of the Oracle and the Mountain. Ooh, I just realized it's, it's, called, it a... it's called the Oracle and the Mountains, plural. Oh, I didn't realize that. Great. It says that. I, I thought it was just a, a singular mountain, but numerous. No, yeah, it's mountains. <laughs> so, hmm. Huh. It's true. It's felt like just one mountain, but I guess it is kind of sort of like a chain that they're uh, hiking around. Yeah. They're trying, yeah. trying to get past a mountain range. Um, <clears throat> exactly. All right. I'm just going to read this first paragraph, Kevin, and we can just go from there. How about yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> uh, so this is from the original. Uh, the climb became grimmer on the following day as they continued to angle toward the narrow V of the pass through the mountains. The gunslinger pushed slowly, still with no sense of hurry. The dead stone beneath their feet left no trace of the man in black, but the gunslinger knew he had been this way before them. And not only from the path of his climb, as he and Jake had observed him, tiny and bug-like from the foothills. His aroma was printed on every cold downdraft of air. It was an oily, sardonic odor, as bitter to his nose as his as the aroma of devil grass. Oof. So they're they're hot on his trail, Kev. Hot on his trail. They are hot on his trail, and <laughs> only one change in there from what I saw is just the very end, changing it to the stench of the devil grass uh. instead of uh, the aroma of devil grass. So it's basically he's just twisting it even further, like like oh, this guy smells terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think An they all oily, sardonic, they all smell terrible yeah. at this point. If you've ever gone hiking for any long period of time, or also camping. true. None of them have bathed <laughs> in the entire quest, as far as we know. Uh-huh. Yeah, Even I'm an eleven-year-old boy is starting to get uh, bo. Did did uh, uh, did Roland get a get a bath in when he was in Tull before he killed everybody? <laughs> there's a chance he could have had gotten a bath in Tull. Okay. Yeah, definitely not from uh, Brown and Zoltan, and nobody since. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, so. he was just moving along. <laughs> just uh, moving along. I, exactly. I, I do um, how, how they describe Jake's hair. Um, in in, mm. in the very next section, because it makes me think of all like, you know, little kids when when their their hair starts growing out. You're like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> Jake's hair grown much longer yeah, and curling it, slightly. It curled slightly at the base of his sunburned neck. <laughs> I don't know. It just reminded me of like my little nephews or you when yeah, you were a kid. I would agree. <laughs> Very true. I had I had blonde curly hair, and then it got like much and much darker as I got older. Like, so yeah. I still consider myself blonde, but it's not even really blonde anymore. It's like light brown, blondish brown. Yeah, you, you were the blondest. I of feel us like all. you're a little blonder than I am. Well, I, yeah. I guess I held on to the blonde. I don't know, but you know, yeah. if you look at it, Kev, it's really the same color as yours. Yeah, still pretty dark i guess i I figured it was just the room well as as pop-up rollinger used to say i I have wavy hair it's it's waving goodbye (laughs) it's waving goodbye (laughs) (laughs) it's just migrated south (laughs) um so yeah they just kept moving oh exactly uh, this brings up a good uh sorry uh, uh, 
I know we're going slowly, but uh, he climbed tough, moving with surefootedness and no apparent acrophobia as they crossed gaps or scaled their way up large, I'm sorry, up ledged facings. Uh, Acrophobia is, I'm assuming, the fear of heights? Yeah, fear of heights. Okay. Uh, Yeah, definitely um, a lot of respect for Jake uh, that Roland is kind of like watching him and he's like, this kid is so capable. He's showing a a lot uh, of uh, bravery and uh, um, independentness. You know, like, yeah. So I, I think as we're going to get into it, he's going to lead the way in a couple of instances. That is true. Yeah, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, the, uh, so far, let's see. In the next. Yeah, this section is very lightly touched. Um, we've got twice already. He'd gone up in places the gunslinger could not have managed. Uh, so in the new version, there's a comma and it says and anchored one of the ropes so the gunslinger could climb up hand over hand. In the old version, there were two separate sentences. Uh, it goes from there to Jake had anchored one of the ropes so he could climb up hand over hand. Uh, All right. So and then the next sentence so before before we get to the next just one se- more thing. Before we, oh, yeah, go ahead. Before we get yeah, to the next sentence, you, you ever climb the rope in gym class, Kev? Yes, I <laughs> may have gotten to the top in high school, but definitely not in uh, sixth through eighth grade. The funny thing is, I, I think I somehow sidestepped that in my whole career really? of like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I think whatever gym <laughs> teachers I had, they're like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. super dangerous. Like, all right, kids, super dangerous for no reason. This thing, and if you fall, well, uh, there's. You're going to fall on a gym floor and break yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just really embarrassing. 90, you know? Exactly. 90% success in uh, climbing the ropes is 100% failure. <laughs> exactly. 90% success of running from a bear is still 100% failure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that that whole... Um, uh, we did we did a round in trivia on the, the presidential skills challenge or whatever. And... It's just a silly thing. It was like, we're preparing our young people to be part of an army, really. And we, we need you. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think it was Eisenhower who started that. And he was, you know, a general. Would not be surprised if it was, <laughs> uh, you know, basically pre-army readiness. Yeah, it's like, how well can you sit in reach and do a shuttle run? <laughs> yeah. How fast can you do some suicides? How fast can you run a mile? I hope they don't call that, that anymore. I, I was coaching basketball, and I was like, can we call this anything but suicides? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, also, just burpees, call it, like, up equally and backs, misnamed. Like, touch the line. Yeah, up and backs you, makes you know, so much more know, sense. It's yeah. fine. Like, but suicide? No, no. That's a really yeah. negative word that I don't like. <laughs> mm. Well, it's the same thing in karaoke. Um when people get up there and sing a song for the first time, like, oh, this is a suicide. I'm just trying. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, let's let's call it something else. Uh, so what I've been yeah, starting, anything else. I've been starting to call it Dariokey. That's that's where. You, Say again. Dariokey. Like, I dare you to sing. Dairy, oh, dare. Like, as in you get dared. Yeah, I dare you to sing this song. I was thinking dairy know? like milk and cheese. <laughs> it, yep. Only songs about uh, Wisconsin. Um, no, <laughs> Dariokey, like like dare someone to sing a song rather than I don't like calling it. Oh, this is a suicide. Gotcha. I'm like, let's not call it that. <laughs> See, I would say I would call it karaoke roulette. There you go. That works too. What I used to do was just mm. flip open the book and just go to a random page and be like, I have to pick nice. a song off this page. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so the gunslinger is anyway. cu- climbing hand over hand. So these are really stiff cliffs. Um, cl- stiff cliffs, yes. It's you can't even. I don't know the greatest climber. Spelunker? No, those are cave people. What do you call people who... Uh, Two different things. Sp- Spelunker is under. Yeah. What do you call uh, over the mountain. I think that's still just hiking. Mountaineer? Mountaineer, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so we established Jake is actually kind of leading in a few places where Gunslinger couldn't have managed. And we've got... Let's see. There's a an, another blue change of grammatically making that one two... Uh, changing two sentences to one. And then a... Uh, let's see... Snatch of cloud, blotted out. Uh, so, so they're Let's they're see. starting to well, uh, just to as they're going up the mountain, they're starting to get to snow here. You know exactly. Yeah, a little bit of snow. Um, in the original, it says the following morning they climbed down a cloud, a coldly damp snatch of cloud that began blotting out the tumbled sn- slopes below them. Uh... And in the new version, it just says a coldly damp snatch of cloud that blotted out the tumbled slopes below them. So potato, potato, really. Yeah. That began blotting out or that blotted out. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Which I guess is more about keeping a consistent uh, past tense, I guess. That's something I always struggled with was uh, in my writing. Was, me too. Was keeping the same tense. Dad used to get upset at me for that. He's like, Nick, do you see what you're doing here? <laughs> Our father was an <laughs> English teacher and loved grammar. Indeed, yes. <laughs> Hated the passive voice as well. Uh-huh. Wait, what's the passive voice mean? I was always... Passive voice is like uh, the door opened, the... Uh, let's see. Um... The boy was rushed into the room. Uh, no, the boy rushed into the room. Take some ownership of the action. Okay. The boy was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's also... It depends on the point of view. I don't know. It depends on the story, you know? It does. They're, they are two different uh, connotations. <laughs> but there's another way to say that. Like, say, this person rushed the boy into the room. I hear you. I hear you. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Active voice, passive voice, yes. Active versus passive so, yeah. voice. Yeah, basically, they're just sort of walking through the snow... Uh, oh, and they find the footprint. There you go. That is the the big thing of this section, I would say. That afternoon, they found a single footprint uh, in one of the snow patches. Jake indeed, stated it for Robinson a moment Crusoe with an moment. awful fascination, then looked up frightfully, as if expecting to see the man in black materialize into his own footprint. So it was like, oh, and they knew right away it was his. It probably the smell or the size of the footprint? I don't know. I think it's just the fact that it was... Uh, Let's see. Just another human uh, in this desolate area. I don't know. Yeah, well, the the fact is that I think it was a footprint in the snow. So they knew it had to have come recently. Recently, yeah. So it has to be the guy they're following. You're right. And there have been a tracker. Yeah. That, that would probably be... Me neither. I, I've always awed at, like, you know, Aragorn and his abilities. Um, Indeed, yeah. It's impressive stuff. <laughs> or even, uh, I don't know if you're watching The Bad Batch, but Hunter... Is a solid tracker. Oh, well. I haven't. <laughs> oh, you haven't. Which one? one? Uh, the Bad Batch. It's a Star Wars thing, the animated. No, no, no. I know the show, oh, but I'm yeah. saying which character you said. The character Hunter, who's sort of the leader. It's like, what's his skill? It's like, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, he sort of just has awareness. You know, mm. <laughs> he just nice. he, he reminds me of like the Strider of the group, the Aragorn. You know. <laughs> and also probably if he's the leader that's probably his own uh you know enhancement on the usual uh clone formula is that they were created to serve mm-hmm. well the, the cool thing uh 
you gotta watch that show. I know this is going off. But, Very true. Yeah, but, this is the time of the place. <laughs> check out the Bad Batch. It's fun. <laughs> All right, Bad Batch. See, I also haven't watched the Clone Wars, but I did skip oh over God. and go straight to Rebels. You, yeah, you no, Clone Wars. There's so much though. It's so good. Oh. Just, just watch it little by little. Mm. And, but you did watch Rebels. Well, I started it over after our last conversation. So um, <laughs> let's see what part. I'm, I think I'm like halfway through the first season. Okay, again. so the first season is a lot of build up and stuff. But one, a lot of build up. once you sort of yeah, and it's like a kid's show at first. But then it, it, it becomes a much greater story as you go through the seasons. It's it's really cool. Uh, but anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, True. So later they make camp in the last of daylight on a wide flat ledge to the east and north of the cut that slanted into the heart of the mountains. The air was frigid. They could see puffs of their breath and the humid sound of thunder and the red and purple afterglow of the day was surreal, slightly lunatic. Ooh. <laughs> um, Let's see. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the next paragraph... Uh, <coughs> Jake is kind of fallen straight to sleep. Uh, so here we've got a couple of subtractions in the next sentence. Uh, so after the gunslinger followed his example. Uh, so in the original it has, He dreamed again of the dark place in the earth, the dungeon, and again of Jake as an alabaster saint with a nail through his forehead. He, he awoke with a gasp, instinctively reaching for the jawbone that was no longer there, expecting to feel the grass of that ancient grove. He felt rock instead, and the cold thinness of altitude in his lungs. Mm. Uh, Jake was asleep beside him, but his sleep was not easy. He twisted and mumbled inarticulate words to himself, chasing his own phantoms. The gunslinger lay over uneasily and slept again. So there we've got a couple of subtractions. Yeah. Uh, in the new version, instead, it says, He dreamed again of Jake as an alabaster saint, as opposed to... He dreamed. Oh yeah, he dreamed again of the dark place in the earth, the dungeon, and again. So it took out dark place in the earth and the dungeon. It was like, eh, just get rid of that. So and then so when he, he, when he says the, the dark place in the dungeon is that from his own memories of him and Susan and with the, the the collar around his neck and stuff, or could be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's true. It's very like I mean, I guess him being in a dungeon with the, the huge collar around his neck would make sense, but since we he's uh in the new version he established that isn't the way that it actually happened and mm. uh he wasn't even there. So uh basically well, it's King retconning out the you know Well so then uh, he, a dungeon So he didn't yeah. see Susan's death. He was in the dungeon the whole time, imagining what it would be. I don't know. I won't say right now. Yeah, don't tell me. Uh, but um, Jake is an alabaster saint with a nail through his forehead. That's going to come back, and it and already that's has, there. Been, has been uh, mentioned. Because um, that was... True. He's, he's seen that site so, now like three, four times, right? True, yeah, exactly. It's become like uh, his recurring nightmare, basically. Mm. Um, so, and also we've got... So, in the new version, it takes out the part where it says, instinctively reaching for the jawbone that was no longer there. It just goes straight to, he awoke with a gasp, tasting the uh, cold thinness of the altitude. Mm. Um, yeah, it also takes out the expecting to feel the grass of that ancient rock, I mean, ancient grove. He felt rock instead, and the cold thinness of the altitude. So, 
this gr this grove that we're talking about was taken away, as well as reaching for the jawbone. So, Wonder not sure actually. Like, did he put the jawbone back in his pocket, did or they, did they leave the jawbone over by the the oracle and the stones? Ooh, I don't know. Now I'm wondering. I forget. I forget what happened. They say like, he threw I know... it down. I, I was. I was I, we didn't do a recap, but you know, last time it was when um, Roland came back from meeting the Oracle, and but the first thing that he does Correct. when he comes back to um, Jake is say, "You don't need that anymore," and he threw it down. I don't know if they picked it back up. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Let me go back to that. So yada yada, you're sick. Yeah, it doesn't say whether or not Roland picks it back up again. Huh. Well, I don't know if they need it anymore. Maybe they, they've gotten through. But here, uh, it says, I mean, King is basically taking out the sentence where it's conclusively gone. So, where he's just keeping up that uh, ambiguity a little bit. Ambiguity is good. Ambiguity is good. If, <laughs> if you need the jawbone later, you sure, he still had it this yeah, whole time. Chekhov's jawbone, right? <laughs> Chekhov's jawbone, exactly. And then the next part that was taken out was just uh, Jake's. Uh, Jake was asleep beside him, but his sleep was not easy. In the new version, it says he twisted and mumbled to himself. Mm. It takes out the part mumbled inarticulate words to himself. Because really, what is a mumble if not inarticulate words? So that one I would almost count as a grammatical subtraction <laughs> because it's just removing redundant words. Yeah, Liz makes fun of me because sometimes I talk in my sleep. <coughs> And mostly, mostly it doesn't Dennis make too. literally no sense. It's just oh, no, mumbles yeah. and weird it's like stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. something else I wanted to ask you was um, in your trip to Machu Picchu, how yes. how was the air? Because it, it's talking about the uh, uh, the thinness of altitude in his lungs. It was a lot to get used to. Mm -hmm. um, we flew to. Uh, Cusco first, and when we landed, I had to, like, take a nap, and, like, my head was killing me, so I kind of, like, took that day to kind of get acclimated, uh, and then, so we went from Cusco to, like, all over Olandaitambo, um, Saksaiwaman, uh, there was a few other, like, different sites and things we went to before finally getting a, going to Machu Picchu. Mm. And the thing about Machu Picchu is, since you're driving up a mountain, it's not like going in, a, like, a spiral up the mountain. No, you're going in a zigzag yeah. of, like, there's a road that goes a little bit up, and then the bus has to do, like, a turnaround thing, yeah, a, and then it goes back. back up the same side of the mountain. Switchback, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, so, basically, going up this bus that's going upward and forward and upward and for the smaller sections we just went backwards for a while so by the time we got to the top of machu picchu i was horribly sick <laughs> so i so you were like sort of like took a look around yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly I, I got car sick and <laughs> basically like once we got out of the bus i like found an open space uh no I think I made it up the, the climb. There's, like, a, a stepped climb where you get to, like, where the actual ruins are and the stone walls that don't have roofs and whatnot, and you're at the top of the mountain. And I think, like, three steps after I got up those stairs, I threw up, took, like, a few looks around, <laughs> like, wandered around with cool. my friends for a little, for, like, <laughs> ten minutes, and I was like, ah, I've seen enough, I've seen enough, I'm going. And I went back down uh, to the bottom of the stairs oh. and went to uh, the food court or whatever that was in the shade. <laughs> 
Oh, that sounds like an Ackerman vacation right there. Uh, this is fine. I'm it is just an Ackerman vacation, to, yes. Uh, somebody's throwing up. You guys still have fun. It's fine. I'm going to go over here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have fun. I'm just, I'll am just. i sit over here with the bags. I'll, I'll watch the bags. I'll be fine. <laughs> Someone's got to watch the bags. You know, It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> We're not the roller coaster people. We're the bag people. Well, I, I, am, I am a roller coaster person. Oh, you're a roller coaster person? Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, and, like, I get excited while I'm on it, but this is my face the entire time. I'm just... Uh, white knuckle, like, uh, eyes uh, wide open, and I'm just... I'm basically tensing my entire body as though I'm going to get uh, physically no. punched. I'm the one with the, the hands up and loving life. It, oh, your hands up? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, absolutely. Never. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I still don't. I almost fell into the trap of I look like this, so I had to get into the more physical description of what I was <laughs> exactly, doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it again. I was like, "We're on a podcast, Kevin. You can't say I look like this." I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here, actually, at the end of this section, is one of the biggest subtractions that we've had so far. Okay. Like for this part, uh, in my where I usually mark it out, I'll you do usually do like the last letter of the uh, word right before a subtraction or a punctuation mark this time i had to do the entire x of the chapter break because here is so it goes in the new version it goes from the gunslinger lay over uneasily and slept again Mm -hmm. and then it says you know part x a week after jake saw the footsteps the man in black uh they faced the man in black for a brief moment in time which is King shadowing at its finest yeah. of just, you know, saying, here's what's going to happen real quick, but then let me go back <laughs> so and show you how. So another great thing. But so between slept again and a week after Jake saw the footstep. There's I a remember. whole paragraph. Okay, so huge, huge sections <laughs> of book. Yeah. So basically, uh, let's see. So let me read that whole section. So, so you understand is, how long this is. This is from the original that was subtracted. From the original. Yeah. yeah. This is from the original, not from the new version. Go for it. They were another week before they reached the end of the beginning. For the gunslinger, a twisted prologue of twelve years from the final crash of his native place and the gathering of the other three. For Jake, the gateway had been a strange death in another world. For the gunslinger, it had been a stranger death yet. The endless hunt for the man in black through a world with neither map nor memory. Cuthbert and the others were gone, all of them gone. Randolph, Jamie DeCurry, Aileen, Susan, Martin. Yes, they had dragged him down, and there had been gunplay, and even that grape had been bitten. Until finally, only three remained of the old world. Three, like dreadful cards from a terrible deck of tarot cards. Gunslinger, Man in Black, and the Dark Tower. A week after Jake saw the footstep, they faced the Man in Black again for the first time. Dear God, like, (laughs) I feel like that whole thing could have been just the back uh, cover paragraph that they give you to like, here's what's going to happen with the Gunslinger. I wonder why he took it out. I guess it was Uh, too much foreshadowing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's too much foreshadowing, but the thing is, though... uh, that, That was all stuff in the past flashbacks to tw- True. 12 yeah, basically years that's, 12 years he's been doing this again 12 years we've subtracted the number 12 so we don't want to know how long the gunslinger has been following the man in black and uh, but also we've got 
so much. Uh, basically, I, this um, this feels like another grammatical subtraction, where it feels like King is like, I mean, this is just flowery language. This is a college student just writing to hear his own voice. This isn't plot. This isn't story. So this is just me kind of pontificating about the, you know, the wonders of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so, and yeah, basically, you know, it's information that we already know. So we've got... Uh, twisted prologue of 12 years yada yada uh for jake the gateway had been death for the gunslinger it had been basically his life i'm guessing uh a stranger death yet the endless hunt for the man in black through a world with neither map nor memory Mm. so it does go back to your theory that they're all dead but there's no i don't know if there's a literal death from roland here huh but also i feel like i don't know yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I feel like taking yeah, taking this whole section out tells me that Stephen King wanted a little bit a little bit more ambiguity, I want to say, because yeah. uh, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I think and this is like really spelling out kind of what his path. I mean, he does mention 12 years later on, though. No. True. So. Yeah, maybe then, he didn't need so uh, much information. All the the women that he was with and stuff, and, and very true. Martin again. I'm sorry. Is the the man who who over, Martin, overthrew Martin is, his his father and slept with his mother? Uh, yes. Martin is his father's wizard magician kind of person. I forget exactly oh, okay. which, but um, he is. Let me wait. It was like the very last sentence of Roland's flashback when he was like, oh, yeah, this happened. This happened. I was a matricide and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like the there was something in there. Oh, no, it doesn't mention uh, Barton there. The land did not fall to the good man for another 10 years. By that time, he was a gunslinger whose father was dead. He himself had become matricide and the world moved on. Um, so it doesn't mention Martin. Martin there, I forget. All, yeah. But basically martin's important uh i think he, he was described as a schemer of some kind i forget exactly what happened so even that far. grape had been bitter like he, yes. he didn't even want martin to die even though he did <laughs> oh okay here's the sentence what i was talking about some years later susan would tell him the story of oedipus and he would absorb it in quiet thoughtfulness thinking of the odd and bloody triangle formed by his father his mother and by martin yeah. known in some quarters as the good man mm. so basically there's some sort of love triangle between roland's parents and martin yeah another wrinkle in the story so yeah um and and also another thing taken out so it's interesting that he he removed the fact that martin had been uh you know dragged down and shot basically it's like he's waiting to to uh, introduce that later in the story i think yeah i think basically because he knew that there were at least well five other books that had actually i think he went back and changed this right before he published book five, I want to say. So the uh, 2003 version. So in that case, yeah, since he already knew that there were four other books, he felt like he could, you know, um, if he hadn't already uh, talked about how Martin died, he, he would have enough time in the next, in five, six, and seven. So he didn't need to foreshadow it this much this early, yeah, I, guess. I guess. so. Um, yeah. Phew. So... They faced the man in black for the, a brief moment of time. Indeed. In that moment, the gunslinger felt he could 
almost understand the, the, sorry, the gravid implication of the tower itself. For that moment, seemed to stretch out forever. Gravid, gravid. Am I saying uh, that correctly? The answer is, <laughs> the answer is, don't worry about it because Stephen King took that word out. Oh. He was like, people are having problems with that, so I'll just, you don't need that word. What did he change? We'll just, just say the implications, the implications of the dark tower yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. One less <laughs> adjective will be fine. One less adjective. Yeah. He's going through with his uh, editor's red pen. Um, uh, so then next up, we've got they continued southeast instead of continuing southwest. That's a big uh, difference. <laughs> very true. Very true. So he's, he's changing the he's changing the, 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 the shape of the map. The trajectory. Of what's going on with yeah. these mountains. Well, because that's where I kept getting confused, actually, listening. And I was like, wait, which way do they want him to turn back? Because which way are they going? <laughs> um, but, where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> was that a Cotton Eye Joe reference? Yes. That is a Cotton Eye Joe reference, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to dance. All right. <laughs> uh uh, he also men- mentions a Cyclopean mountain range again uh, in the original. Did they cut True, that out? Yeah, that one. No, they they held on to it that time, okay. but this time they made it lowercase Cyclopean. Oh, all right. So make, turning it from, I guess, the name of the mountain range just down to an adjective describing the mountain range. Does Cyclopean just mean big? I thought like, I thought it meant some, I don't something with one eye, <laughs> right? Aww. That that's what we've been saying the whole time. I was like, "What the heck does cyclopean mean?" Like, you don't have any depth perception because it, you only have one eye. Oh, here we go. Um, so it's both. So uh, definition one: denoting a type of ancient masonry made with massive irregular blocks. Full circle. Machu Picchu oh, is cyclopean. There you go. <laughs> So there you go. Um, and then, let's see. The second one says, of or resembling a cyclops with a cyclopean eye. So basically, where it, Stephen King was going with the other direction with the large and irregular blocks. Yeah. That makes more sense than... Agreed, yeah. I'm imagining I mean, a big mountain, mountain with, with one eye. It's like, that's weird. What? Yeah. I think there's only so far you can take the Tolkien references before they just become theft. <laughs> this is true. Well, uh, l- l- I think so, like I said last time, that this whole whole thing reminds me of the whole climb of uh, the stairs of Carathungle heading towards Shelob's exactly. lair. Totally. Did he say the thing? Mm. Uh, I think that was last time. D- don't roll over or you might end up in hell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was that also a, a uh, Return well, of the King reference? I don't think they say that like word for word, but there is a similar line in there. Darn, I wish I mm. checked in on that one. But it was basically, I, I think uh, Gollum basically says like, be careful not to roll over. You might fault your death or, or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm curious if that's a movie line or a book line. Because hmm. I kind, I do kind of remember the that part from the movie, so I'm sure it's probably in the book as well. Uh, Hob- so, Hobbits yeah. so, shouldn't climb so high, or, or something. It, it, yeah, there, there's something like that. <laughs> yes, yes. For you might fall or oh. whatever. <laughs> True. I I don't want to pull out a, a, another book to start quoting from until we get to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll save it. <laughs> Save Tolkien for later. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So here we've got pretty much this next paragraph is other than lowercase cyclopeans about the same. Uh, describing the mountains, yada yada. Angular zigzagging path. Uh, oh yeah, so I wanted to double check what was the order of the the scent uh, references because at the beginning of the section before this uh, they uh, we talk about how the gunslinger smelled him and his aroma was on every downdraft of air with a oily sardonic odor wow. uh, and then at the beginning of the next section Jake can smell him as well but before you go and, on Kev uh, what does the word sar- oh, sure, sardonic mean I, I was like I feel like I know uh, what it means I say but I, I don't know my assumption has always been like sarcastic and a really biting and semi-violent kind of sense of humor. That's what uh, I was thinking. But, like, how would you equate that to an order? Sardon- like, Grimly like, mocking or cynical. So it's, it's, it's like, the, you can smell you can definition. smell me, but you can't catch me, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like, he doesn't. he's not even bothering to hide anymore. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it. I was just a little confused by like the usage of that word right there, right? like referring right. to odor. But anyway, um, true. I feel like it's it's one of those things where you use a word describing a person to describe an aspect about the person, so that you're describing the person even better. Mm. Like I don't know. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of an example to like describe you, <laughs> but I couldn't. Mm. Uh, I wish I was more witty. True. If I were describing you, it would be more like, uh, let's see, he had a wild and chaotic beard that was always full of fun. (laughs) Full of fun. (laughs) Full of fun and secrets. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And secrets. (laughs) I don't know. All right. So, yeah, basically, so here we go. Jake Jake can smell him as well, and they're kind of looking forward. And then, let's see, we got a little bit more description. The mountains threw up its final defense, a huge slab of insurmountable granite facing that climbed into the cloudy infinity. Uh, I love it when they describe inanimate objects having, um, you know, uh, motivations. Like, it threw up its final defense, but it's just a, Mm. it's a mountain. It's not like it. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the ultimate in active voice. So when the the world around you is fighting against uh, the hero, that's what. Yeah, it makes you feel like, oh god, again. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, very, so yeah, granted. I feel like very much we're going through uh, all of what what is it? Man versus the universe. Man versus society. Man versus. Uh, What's the other thing? There's like four or five of them. Man versus like the like boil down a story to its essentials. It's man versus universe, man versus society, man versus nature. A, or is that the universe? Nature. Okay, so universe, then nature, then society, then man versus man, then man versus himself. Self. So I think that's the five. What do you mean? Is this like a writing thing? Hold like on. I've never heard of this. <laughs> it sounds great. Um, Hold on, man versus conflict. This sounds like something you've learned in like 
film class or something or, or writing so according to this it is what is character versus character conflict Li- learn about literary conflict yada yada mm-hmm. okay so the six types of literary conflict are character versus self character versus character character versus nature character versus supernatural character versus technology character versus society interesting yeah. I, I always heard it as uh well i mean man versus character versus that's just uh you know um well, being more inclusive inclusive uh, exactly. but then yeah, i like character yeah, better supernatural than... and technology as two separate things are actually interesting as well because hmm. i always heard of it as versus the universe and versus nature hmm. Hmm. i think it's changed but, over time like but uh but... true is there like a name for that whole thing that you're looking up? Like uh, six types of literary conflict. Six is what types it calls of it. literary conflict, and I guess that's what makes books fun. Is there has to be some exactly, sort of yeah. conflict going on? Otherwise, if everything was hunky dory, <laughs> this is a story about there would be no story. A guy who just has a great day. <laughs> everything worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be fun to read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, six so, conflicts but, in literature. So we got a lot of conflicts then going on in this one Indeed. book. So as a yeah, uh, so here is an example of uh, character versus nature. Not only and there's also character versus character in the Man in Black. Character versus himself in. Uh, he, like going against okay I have been sworn to you know f- follow the man in black but therefore I must sacrifice this boy but I can't sacrifice this boy because he's an innocent yeah. so I feel like that's his internal conflict his internal conflict absolutely well that's the big thing that's the biggest thing that we've been noticing because we're getting it from uh, Roland's point of view so precisely <clears throat> um, we're, we're going to feel that a lot but it's also just a And a conflict against technology as well, because there is some aspects of that. Like, there's some people have technology and some don't, sort of. I don't know. Yes, I will (laughs) say. Uh, I feel like we're going to. Well, the the guns themselves are technology. True. Guns are technology, yeah. I mean, there hasn't really been too much conflict with Roland with his guns, though. They've been kind of of a piece. They're they're an extension of his arm. Just just you wait. Just you wait for a couple pages. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's true, yeah. Now that comes in. Go ahead. So Jake is super nervous at this point. Um, Uh Wait! The boy had stopped suddenly. They faced a sharp elbow bend in the stream. It boiled in froth with high energy around the eroded hang of a giant sandstone boulder. All that morning, they had been in the shadow of the mountains as the can- as the canyon narrowed. Jake was trembling violently. Ooh, actually, wait. Go ahead. Before we go there, the sentence before the sentence before that. Uh, so right before Jake says, "Wait," uh, it says the in the original it says the gunslinger began to feel the dreadful tug of anticipation again, the feeling that it was all finally in his grasp. Near the end, he had to fight himself to keep from breaking into a trot. So the and then in the new version it says the gunslinger began to feel the tug of anticipation again, as opposed to the dreadful tug. And and then it says. Um, He'd been through this before many times, and still he had to find, keep himself. Uh, oh, that's a big yeah. addition. He had been that's through a big this addition, yeah. many times before. Huh. So this yeah. isn't his first Instead, time up the yeah. mountain. He, he was anticipating the Oracle. He had done this before, right? 
Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I, do, I don't know how much to tell you, so uh, I'm going to say nothing. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything. Well, but it sounds right. like he, he's been at this for 12 years. This this isn't his first Jake, quote unquote. Perhaps he's had companions mm. before. Is, is he like Doctor Who, like <laughs> going back to the same thing? I mean, he's thing? definitely <laughs> he's definitely had companions before. We've definitely mentioned uh, Cuthbert and all. But well, that's when he was a kid. But th- also in that true, paragraph that's when he was a kid. before, there was Jamie DeCurry, Aileen, Susan. I don't know. Were those some of his? True. Yeah. So okay, this is uh, so Roland's a time traveler. I mean, they kind of were mentioning the time nexus before, um, hmm. and I think he's, he's he keeps going back like Scott Bakula and Quantum Leap, Samuel Beckett. He's, to put what right what once went wrong. What once went wrong, and then but continually failing and doing it over and over again. I mean, that just sounds like hell to me. Purgatory, you know, China. It, does. it, it really does. <laughs> that's what the desert was called before, right? The purgatorial wastes. The purgatorial wastes, exactly. <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness! Uh, so Jake was goodness, trembling yes. violently, and his face had gone pale. What's the matter? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> What's the matter? Let's go back, Jake whispered. Let's go back quick. The gunslinger's face was wooden. Please. The boy's face was drawn, and his jawline shook with suppressed agony. Through the heavy blanket of stone, they still heard thunder, as steady as machines in the earth. The slice of sky they could see had itself assumed a turbulent gothic gray above them as warm and cold currents met and warred. Ooh, that's interesting right there. Um, <laughs> just just, just that imagery of, of like winds coming together. I, I, I'm just a big fan of weather and air patterns and stuff. As am I. And True. Just... <laughs> Again, personifying all of the nature around him, fighting against them. Uh-huh. Please, please, the boy raised a fist as if to strike the gunslinger's chest. No. The boy's face took on wonder. You're going to kill me. He killed me the first time, and you are going to kill me now. The gunslinger felt the lie on his lips. He spoke it. You'll be all right. And a greater lie. I'll take care. Oh, this is so sad to me. Like so sad. He cares about him so much, but he knows what's going to happen, does. and the boy is just terrified. Oh, have exactly, you have you ever been with yeah. with a scared child? Like, I'm sure you have. I mean, like, probably. Not nothing immediately comes to mind. I mean, I could just think of times at amusement parks are a good example, or like even just you know taking a hike, getting near a ledge or something, but seeing. Um, a very young person or even, okay, I, I like I said before, I worked with kids with autism and um, there's a lot of stuff that's very scary um, uh, when you have autism. It's, it's just big noises and, and the world around you in general and just seeing that shocked look on their face when, when you're their, their caregiver, it makes you want to just just make it okay for them. You're like, you're like, look at me, look at me. We're gonna get through this. This could be us, you know, taking a walk up to the YMCA on Fiftieth uh, Ave or Fiftieth Street in in Seattle, which can be slightly busy with, you know, rather large cars going by you. It, you know, even yeah. thirty miles an hour feels fast when you're when you're standing on the side exactly. of the road. Um, and I was, I was terrified of crossing the street when I was a kid. Yeah. So the whole time I'll just be like. I'm, Let's just keep... Let's talk about something else. What are we going to do when we get to the... Why? You, you want to play dodgeball? You want to lift weights? What are we going to do? It's fine. 
everything's okay, you know? <laughs> and and that's what mm-hmm. Roland's doing right now. He's, he's, he's well, it's it's a lot different scenario, you know. We weren't climbing up a mountain. Very, very true. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, also, it's for the exact opposite motivation as well, because Roland is, I mean, the kid's right, and Roland is the one who's like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We're going forward. Oh, so you're just like marching this child to their doom. When really, I was Ugh. marching that child's like, no, we're going to have a fun time and have P- some fun. PE yeah. class, you know? It'll be cool. You're keeping them safe. And, and I'm not going to make you climb a rope or anything. You can do whatever you want when yes. you're there. Unnecessary. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the whole point of this is just to move around, you know? Let's not embarrass you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, there a couple of changes in there before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he said... He killed me the first time, and you're going to kill me this time. And I think you know it. As opposed to, he killed me the first time, and you're going to kill me now. Uh, this time. So, it, it exactly. You're going to kill me this time, and I think you know it. Hmm. So, establishing that Jake is very, very perceptive. So, that might be also part of the reason why he's all of a sudden terrified, in that he's seen a change in Roland, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Roland didn't tell Jake the prophecy that he heard, right? No, he. I don't think he told him what the oracle said. No, no. yeah, he didn't. Okay. I, was, I didn't think so. Like, how are you going to... Yeah. Oh, just so you know, you're going to die on this quest, unless we turn back <laughs> <Exactly>. now. <laughs> so I was given an option to save your life, but I said, nah. I said, nope, we're going to keep going. Because my quest <laughs> is more important than your life. Is, is what's going Your on. Your entire life, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> and then also, they, also, he added in, and a greater lie yet, I'll take care. As opposed to just, and a greater lie, I'll take care. So, that one feels grammatical to me, that it's just sort of, it's going A and then higher is B, rather than just A and also is B. I'll take care. What do you mean? Like, I'll take care of you? I'll take care so you don't die? Well, I'm saying, like, it says, The gunslinger felt the lie on his lips and then spoke it, you'll be all right. And a greater lie yet, I'll take care. So, instead of just being, he felt the lie, you'll be all right, and a greater lie, I'll take care. Oh, no, you're right. There is the word greater. It kind of means the same thing, yeah. Mm. I think yet is unnecessary to add that, but whatever. I feel like the yet just... (laughs) adds a little bit more of a a twist to the knife i don't know uh, i was just i was just yet. uh digging into i'll take care like true the i'll take care is the, the <laughs> important story wise yes yeah so, uh, so is he taking out the lie is that i'll take care so he won't take care <laughs> he's like right. he's like look if you gotta die you gotta die this is how this mm-hmm. is going and you are the sacrificial lamb you know and that's Oh man, cold, exactly. cold-hearted, <laughs> cold-hearted, wooden, wooden is so what the they gunslinger is it. wooden. Yeah, and Jake turned, and Jake's face went very gray. So yeah, basically they kind of just continue walking. Uh, he put an unwilling hand out, and the gunslinger went over the elbow bend that way, hand in hand. Uh, on the other side, they came face to face with that final rising wall and the man in black. Boom! Here we go. So there's an addition in there, just the fact the he and the uh, gunslinger went around the elbow bend 
And then in the new version, it adds in hand in hand. Mm. So really pounding in the idea that the gunslinger is holding hands with Jake as they first meet uh, the man in black. So that that feels more like a visual change, just to, uh, so that you have more of a. That's I like that know, change. A, a vi- yeah, yeah. Uh, hand in hand as they face the man in black. That's good. Um, so there you go. So yeah, uh, go ahead. You want me to keep going? All right. Um, he stood no more than 20 feet above them, just to the right of the waterfall that crashed and spilled from a huge ragged hole in the rock. Unseen wind ru- rippled and tugged at his hooded robe. He held a staff in one hand. The other hand, he held out to them in a mocking gesture of welcome. He seemed a prophet, and below that rushing sky, mounted on a ledge of rock, a prophet of doom, his voice, the voice of Jeremiah. Uh... Gunslinger, how well you fulfilled the prophecies of old. Good day and good day and good day. He laughed, the sound echoing ever over the bellow of the falling water. Uh, Want me to keep going? Without a thought and seemingly Um, without a click of motor relays, the gunslinger had drawn his pistols. The boy cowered to his right and behind a small shadow. Roland fired three times before he could gain control of his traitor hands. The echoes bounced their bronze tones against the rock valley that rose around them over the sound of the wind and water. Oof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, uh, I mean, a uh, the first words we've heard uh, the man in black speak firsthand. The uh, before this, it's all been uh, secondhand through. Yeah, exactly through Ali. Who was telling Ali was telling that story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then also, I think. Let's see. Brown didn't tell him, give him exact quotes, but he just said, yeah, you're basically going to do the same thing this guy did. Uh, have a meal, have a sleep, and then go on your way. Uh, hmm. But yeah, this is, so this is the first time we've heard the man in black speak directly. And <laughs> we do have uh, so a I, little bit of a I, change I, I've been trying here. my best, Kev, to uh, use, yeah. use voices, because... I don't know. Nice. When I read things out loud, and I was trying to think how my man in black voice would be, and I think it's just like a, a kind, condescending, slightly, slightly high, just like... Cond- exactly. <laughs> yeah, condescending, courtly, a little bit high, like, you feel like everything about him is an affectation. Like, he chose to be the man in black very specifically. Like, he's wearing a costume. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I get very much like the Doctor, the Master vibes with the, with the man in black. Uh, uh, that reference I don't get. Because I don't know Doctor Who oh, too Do- well. What's Doctor Who? The Master. So the Master is like also a time traveler. Uh, also a time Got traveler. It. Also a time lord. Who basically he's the Moriarty. All right. Like to Doctor Who's to uh, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Huh. Uh, so yeah, his foil, his uh, exact same but exact opposite. But mostly like, because I don't even want to call him the villain yet. Uh, the the man in black because i'm still up in the air on just what the hell is going on here you know Mm. (laughs) um but it's definitely um when i'm reading his voice i'm thinking to myself i know something you don't know (laughs) exactly that is the man in black in a nutshell i know something you don't know yes so yeah we'll see how it goes going forward We'll see how it goes. Because he certainly yeah. knows something I don't um, know. Because I feel like Roland. Roland's sure. my avatar in this whole thing. Yeah. You know? 
Very much so. So, let's see. So, number one, we've got how well you fulfill the prophecies of old. Like, Mm. so, we're establishing that there are some sort of prophecies of a gunslinger to follow someone to the Dark Tower. So... (laughs) <laughs> Very much, and like going over the mountains and blah 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 blah. Right, right. So he's just playing right into the man in black's uh, plans exactly. Of old, so, <laughs> who made these old, prophecies? Yeah. Is, yeah, I guess the oracle is thinking yeah. that uh, um, they are immortal. So then, um, right? right? Is the oracle immortal? So, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, so he laughed and bowed, the sound echoing over the bellow of the fallen water. So, took out a couple of, uh, adjectives in there, added in he bowed, uh, echoing ever over the bellow of the fallen water. So took out the ever. Wait, so I, uh, I, I like, uh, I like adding in a bow. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. That's it's much more performative. <laughs> well, yeah. hello, gunslinger. How are you? <laughs> exactly. I'm imagining like a little Lord Fauntleroy thing. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and then, without a thought, the gunslinger had drawn his pistols. So he takes out the the click of motor relays uh, and just goes, without a thought, he drew his pistols. I like click of motor relays. Me too. Well, it just like, makes I me feel like. Of, uh, sorry, I just saw a cattail in your nose. Uh, <laughs> um, it just made me think of uh, the, the nervous system, you know, like motor relays, like your motor neurons, like working. But it, I guess he thought, exactly. it was, he thought it was clunky, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it might be slightly clunky, but I, I just like it for the little bit of without even feeling his muscles move, all of a sudden the guns were in his hand. Like, without the, the click of motor relays or blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would have changed it. I wouldn't have just taken out that yeah. whole descriptive just sentence. Saying, w- without hesitation is not as cool as yeah. without the click of motor relays. Like, that's... a better way exactly. to say that you know um yeah i feel like it's it's much more like visually imaginative if you describe it almost as like you know without even being aware he was doing so all of a sudden the guns were in his hand and he was firing well and then and then uh um he fired three times before he could gain control of his traitor hands so traitor True. that one he kept that one he held in that that's a good one it, that's really cool because it's just saying like i didn't even mean to do that it was just as this yeah. instinct, I like. I'm. I was like, oh wait, reflex, I had to yeah. ask that guy questions, and I just shot him in the head. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> and that's exactly. what he's going to very get. much like a D and D party. There's the one person who's just going to be like, ah, shoot him, kill him, and the other guy's like, no, no, wait, information, please. <laughs> we, we need to ask him questions, otherwise, what are we going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, great! I killed him. Now what? Well, Jake's still alive. Yeah. I guess we could climb over the mountain and figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy brought both of them there. I would not have killed him right away. And and Roland didn't yeah. want to. Um, so I was trying to look up information, Kev, on... Um, again, I've never fired a gun. Um, you haven't either. Me neither. So I was just trying to get, get a little more understanding on this because, um, you know, guns are things and it's... Uh, a lot of what this book is about because it's called The Gunslinger. Um, Very true. It's v- much more difficult to shoot a pistol than it is a rifle. Right? I could see that. Makes sense. The pistol is just uh, you're holding it in one hand. Rifle, you've got the other arm to kind of brace it. At the very least, the rifle, the butt of the rifle is probably up against your, like, the crook of your shoulder. Totally. And, um, 
I also it, it, <laughs> you get down a, like a, a hole of uh, internet googling and wikiness, but um, uh, I was looking at like the psyche of actually shooting a person, and uh, they, Ooh, they okay. say that like people um, who are good shots find it obviously much easier to shoot a target that's inanimate than shooting a living human being like it's like some sort of psychological twist happens in your brain that's like i shouldn't kill that person you know that's that's a thing you know um i've heard of that yeah (laughs) like i i I don't know how uh, real this is but uh Mm. Um, like I, 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 the in the movie uh, the men who stare at goats uh, it's about like this um, government program that's I mean some parts of it are true a lot of it is false like <laughs> I, I'm not sure how much of that movie to believe but the one part that I do believe is at one point they're in Vietnam and the uh, commander or captain or whoever. Um, Jeff Bridges' character it watches this uh, Vietnamese like soldier who had been shooting at them running across a field, and all of the soldiers can see that it's this like twelve-year-old girl. So there's this entire squad of soldiers that are being told fire, fire, and every single one is shooting above this girl. Mm. So it's and they all just have clear line of sight, and Jeff Bridges' character is like, "What the hell just happened? <laughs> all of you should have been able to shoot her. She was just shooting at us." Oh my god. And, but the the psychology of uh, you know nobody wants to be the one to shoot her, so they were all firing up. Oh wow! <laughs> oh god! I, I, a lot of respect for all of our um, uh, service men and women in the armed forces, and um, uh, you know uh, police officers as well. It, it's a tough job to have. Um, it's a it's a very difficult responsibility. To, to have to wield and um, deciding when to use that responsibility or not. And uh, another thing I was reading about yeah, was would... the 21-foot rule was, was something I'd never heard of from a police officer's point of view, that if someone's coming at you with a knife, all right, and, like, trying to, you know, attack you, once they get, and apparently in a lot of places this has been overturned, <clears throat> because let's try not to use deadly force anymore, guys. Like, uh, exactly, there's better ways to do this without killing a person. Um, but it used to be that once a person came within 21 feet, then <clears throat> you were legally allowed to use deadly force on that person. Um, Jeez. Which also, but it got me into the the whole aiming thing because that's what I was really looking up is like actually aiming at it and like, um, well, that that just depends from person to person. But within twenty one feet, you can you can be pretty mm. lethal. Okay, this got dark, Kev. This got dark. Why did I go there? It did. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, I, I, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, guns are always a very dark conversation, and I feel like the. The book is was written in a little bit more of a more innocent time, I've got to say. Like, the the influences for the book are, like, Dirty Harry and uh, basically Clint Eastwood and almost everything he's been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and that whole yeah. situation. So I feel like nowadays with modern guns and modern gun violence, it's a whole different can of worms. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as I said, I've never fired a gun. Don't think I have any interest in doing so. so. Uh, me neither. 
I don't I don't know it from that point of view, but yeah, ugh, I <laughs> and, and like ugh, could never more power never. to you if you if you are respectful of like gun laws and, and you're safe and, and it's it's just you know but ugh, I don't know I'm also I work in education and some bad crap has happened yeah. and it, it makes me upset yeah and and frankly a little little scared to go to work some days you know because you, you don't know what's going to happen I would think. so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Less guns, but this gun, this book's called The Gunslinger. So let's talk about this book is called The Gunslinger. Trying yeah. to so, I mean, shoot another. We dude. had to bring it up at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but but he missed him three times. So so he missed him three times because, l- like we were saying, he subconsciously didn't want to, but his body was just so well trained that he had to make the effort. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was, it was basically subconscious versus muscle memory, kind of. Yeah, it's like, and, uh, like again, it's like when I'm doing crappy himself. at bowling. I'm like, man, I should be better than this. I'm like, all right, forget everything you're thinking and just, just go. And then all of a sudden, oh, like, oh, that's better. Just you know. So yeah. your, your subconscious true, kind yeah. of over uh, your muscle memory is better than what else is going on in your brain. Exactly, which I think is the reason why I was always so bad at sports is that I was always overthinking everything and I was also terrified of being hit by the ball or anybody else. So <laughs> I would always be like, okay, what do I have to do? All right, I'm going to tense up everything and then I'm going to try oh, and You hit. really did. And meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, as an adult, I feel like I'm much more like, oh, it's a game. Just, just play. Get loose, relax, and just let the weight of the bat take you around. Totally. And like, okay, if you're going to get hit by the ball, it'll hurt for a second and you'll be fine yeah uh dennis and i and pete we were more just like let's just hit this let's hit this thing as far as we can whatever and then like watching you and matt um play it was just like they really want to be actually you didn't care if you were (laughs) like you wanted for for a little while and then you were just like you know what i'm just gonna go read a book Exactly. There's this new kid, Dennis. He was just born. Just play with him. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, t- he'll take care. He'll t- you can watch him for a while. I'll go read in the under the stands. He'll <laughs> be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just leave me alone. Uh, exactly. We learned yeah. a lot more. But I mean, uh, I but was going to make the best of it at the very least. Uh, I got my two at bats and uh, I mean two innings in the field and one at bat or two innings in, in uh, two at bats. I believe you got an award one year, Kevin. I did because uh, <laughs> making the best of it, I, I, you know, I was always cheering on everybody on the team, uh, whether I was in the uh, on the bench or in the outfield. Uh, I was always, you know, made sure to cheer everybody on. I got the Good Sport Award for our half of uh, yeah. There was like an American League and a National League in uh, our little league, yeah, yeah. so I guess I got the American League yeah. for yeah. Good Sport Award. Keller Depkin, it was me and Danny Finelli. Keller Depkin was in the American League. Yes. Um, there we go. You were the good sport, Kev. You were the best. <laughs> Thank you. I used to sit by you and, and just like, because I was also feeling for you. I'm like, oh, God. If one gets hit to hit to him, I, I, I just hope he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, the ball would uh, get hit into right field, and I would try. Like, I would, oh, I mean, so I would probably like miss the cutoff best. man, or <laughs> I would probably, you know, take forever to get to it or something. But I, I had nothing but heart. Nothing but heart, absolutely, Kevin. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got onto that, but uh, yeah, muscle memory and sports. 
Muscle memory, and, oh, exactly. shooting so, guns. So, yes, fires at the man in black. Yeah, shooting, yep. shooting guns is, is a, definitely a sport. Um, it's in the Olympics, right? There's mm. just guns, right? There's a there's a couple different ones. Uh, I there's, think that's part of an athlon of some biathlon sort. Biathlon is the one shooting yeah. one. There's another shooting one specifically in the summer games. I don't think there's a handgun one, though. No, no, it's I think it's rif- all rifles. Rifles. Or, like, small rifles. Well, archery, too. But True, archery. T- but I feel like that's much more of a sport than handgun shooting. It's all, all target sports, you know? Whatever. True, they're all target sports, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so he's missed him. Anywho. <coughs> a spray of granite... So he missed. Poof. A spray of granite puffed over the head of the man in black, a second to the left of his hood, a third to the right. He had missed cleanly all three times. Uh... <laughs> Would you kill all your answers so easily, gunslinger? Is that, I love that line. Uh, but you said it in your voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, true. I was like, yeah, psyching myself black, up. Let's see. The man in black laughed. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. Okay, the man go in for black it. laughed a full hearty laugh that seemed to challenge the receding echo of gunshot. <laughs> Would you kill all your answers so easily, gunslinger? Might be too high. Might yes. be too high. I don't know. That is, no, that's the one. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Come down, the gunslinger said. Answers all around. Um, <laughs> again, that huge derisive laugh. <laughs> it's not your bullets, I fear, Roland. It's your idea of answers that scares me. Come down. The other side, I think, the man in black said. On the other side, we will have, we will hold much counsel. His eyes flicked to Jake, and he added, "Just the two of us." All right, changes there. Were there changes? So yes, definitely changes there. So we've got a couple of instances of adding in some vocabulary and uh, Rolandisms, as it, as it were, and one grammatical change. I would say. So first, we've got "Come down," the gunslinger said. "Do that, I beg you, and we'll have answers all around, as opposed to just answers all around." Uh, so "Do that, I beg you" is sort of just Roland's way of talking, I guess. Right, right. Uh, and the and high then, speech. Was that the high speech? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if that's... I feel like the high speech is like a full-on different language. Oh, that's a whole different like, language? Oh, okay, never mind. Just yeah. just politely, then. I don't know. Maybe exactly. he didn't want him to be so We're, polite, just like, get down here. Yeah, exactly. He's, do that, I beg. He's just sort of, uh, you know, please, or if you would. Uh-huh. So that kind of thing. And then after that, we've got um, the grammatical change is changing it from the other side, I think, to we'll speak on the other side, I think. Just to make it a little bit clearer uh, immediately. Just yeah, other, we'll, we'll talk on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll speak on the other side. Uh, but that, I, think, I think he adds a word here, right? There's another word at the end there. Yeah. On the other side, we'll hold much counsel and long palaver or palaver. Yeah. Basically like a... Yeah, a, a conversation. Yeah, palaver. Did, did you did you look that word up? Palaver, according to the Oxford Dictionary, one unnecessarily elaborate or complex procedure <laughs> uh, as a noun. Uh-huh. Uh Two historical and improvised conference between two groups, typically without a shared language or culture. Interesting. So a palaver would be that. And then the verb form is to talk unproductively and at length. It's too hot for palaverin. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, it, I feel like Stephen King doesn't really use it that way. It's, it uh, sounds like it's um, a discussion between two people who 
really don't speak the same language, but who are on different mm. planes and are trying to yes. come to an agreement, but there is not going to be an agreement, and there may never be an agreement. Um, <laughs> True. I feel like the way that he's using it here is a little bit more like parlay, like yeah pirate word well, where that's you're what sort I was of having too. like a summit my mind went to pirates but i think it, it's more yeah. like um you know uh two tribes come together who speak different languages and they're just trying to like speak in like hand motions to each other or something mm. yeah so parlay a conference between opposing sides in a dispute especially in discussion of terms for an armistice or to parlay uh Yada, 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 yada. hold a conference with the opposing side to discuss terms. So I feel like that's a little bit closer. But that's parlay. Whereas palaver, yeah, that's a par- that is both a parlay and two parlay. But I feel like palaver, like the way that he's using it, is a little bit more like what parlay means. Did, like, does he say, according to the Oxford definitionary... palaver in the new one? I don't have the new one brought up uh, in front of me. And long palaver, long yeah. Long palaver. So it's, yeah. it's meant to be... A very long discussion that with perhaps no uh, resolution, and that's why. Exactly. Th- yeah. So, Kevin, this is book one in what seven seven books of seven? Okay. Well, eight, uh, eight, and a few short stories here and there. Just saying. So this will all be long palaver. From but that's what exactly. that's what makes that's, it a story. <laughs> that's what makes it a Stephen King story. That's for sure. <laughs> Because uh, there's got to be conflict, so that's that's the long pal- the long palaver. That's the name of the, of the podcast. That's <laughs> the long palaver. Ooh, I love that. Yes, the long palaver. Uh, now, okay, now we have to go back and redo all of our interests. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, damn no. it! No, Chapter no, Brothers no, no, is good. Chapter, Chapter <laughs> Brothers is fine. <laughs> we can call another long one. Long palaver, <laughs> or just have, that's our that's our Stephen King only podcast. Is the long palaver? <laughs> there you go. Uh, Anyway, darn, right. I just lost so, my page. Oh, there anyway, we go. so basically, yeah, Man in Black gives Jake one glance and just says, just the two of us. So, so Jake cold. is clearly just an object. So exactly. cold. Just, Jake just is a, an object a to the flash Man in Black. of his eyes? Is that what it, they say? His yep. eyes flicked. Just, yeah, yeah. That, that kid, get rid of him. Hey, don't bring the mm-hmm. extra. <laughs> just you, so then just you and me. Jake flinched away. Exactly. Jake flinched away from him with a small whining cry, and the man in black turned, his robe swirling like in the gray air like a bat wing. He disappeared into the cleft in the rock from which the water spewed at full force. The gunslinger exercised grim will and did not send a bullet after him. Would you kill all your answers so easily, gunslinger? I like that whisper, Kev. Nice work. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's what I feel like. I italicized italic words feel like whispers in my head yeah <laughs> i agree like like it's inside your head instead of uh exactly like, well i guess everything's I like happening kind of inside your head but like this is an mm. actual voice inside your head <laughs> indeed a voice not uh from outside of his head well mm-hmm. it is but it's still him just remembering it because i love that at the end of like each section in the rest of this part it he's rethinking everything that the man in black says yes like first he goes would you kill all your answers so easily and then the this next part actually has a few changes in it um uh, he said so uh, there was the, the old, old version there was only the sound of yeah, wind ahead. and water sounds that had been in this place of desolation for a thousand years yet the man in black had been here 
After these 12 years, Roland had seen him close up, spoken to him, and the man in black had laughed at him. Uh, so did they change things there before we get to... Yeah, uh, and so then the next italicized of... thing is, on the other side, we hold much counsel. <laughs> I like the whisper. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the things they changed, um, there was only the sound of the wind and water, a sound that had been in this desolate place for a thousand years. So switching the punctuation so definitely a blue chain i mean not punctuation uh plural to a, a singular so definitely grammatical and then and yet the man in black had stood there 12 years after his last glimpse roland had seen him close up again and spoken to him and the man in black had laughed so take out laughed at him and just been the man in black had laughed because I kind of prefer the man in black had laughed at him because then it's, it turns Roland's whole quest into a joke. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now it's just the man in black had just laughed. Oh, you're trying again, um, are you, gunslinger? Here we yeah. go. So, uh, so, so, but kept, and, and kept also which it changed it to. Uh, oh, sorry, you, you go. Yeah. So it changed it from. Uh, 12 years... Where were we? 12 years... These 12 years, Roland had seen... After these 12 years, he had seen him close up. So going and changing it to 12 years after his last glimpse, Roland had seen him close up again and spoken to him. Oh, okay. That gives you more clarity there. Um, Yeah. I I want to go back to for a thousand years, though. Wait, where's that? Oh, never mind. Yeah, well, uh, oh. it's it. The sound of wind and water sounds that have been in this place of desolation for a thousand years, yet the man in black had been here. So, does that mean the man in black had been there for a thousand years, just like the sound of wind and oh, water? Oh, I thought it was just this... I thought it was just this waterfall. Just talking been about there for the water, waterfall that had been there. Uh, I, th- I was thinking geologically. Yeah, I, I feel like the man in black has been in doing this much longer than Roland has. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, <laughs> but yes, he uh, Stephen King does put a thousand years right next to the Man in Black, so he's putting that association in your mind. So I think you're mm-hmm. you're 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 picking up what he's putting yep, down. I would the say the Man in Black had been uh, here <laughs> after these twelve years, and then it goes into what Roland has done for twelve years. Uh, right. So on the other side, we'll hold much counsel. The boy looked up at him. Dumbly submissive sheep. Well, do we need to read this whole one? Oh, actually. Oh yes, actually. Yeah, he took out he it's, took out the dumbly submissive sheep's eyes in the new version and just made it. The boy looked up at him, his body trembling. So I definitely prefer that. Yeah, but this is this is something I actually had thought, until, and then I read this paragraph. I'm like, that's what I was wondering about. Um, <clears throat> for, for a moment, the gunslinger saw the face of Alice, the girl from Tull superimposed over Jake's, the scar standing out on her forehead like a mute accusation, and felt brute loathing for them both. It would not occur to him until much later that both the scar on Alice's forehead and the nail he saw spike through Jake's forehead in his dreams were in the same place. Jake seemed to catch a whiff of his thought, and a moan was dragged from his throat, but it was short. He twisted his lips shut over it. He held the makings... Sorry, he held the makings of a fine man, perhaps a gunslinger in his own right, if given time. Just the two of us. Okay, so this is what I was thinking, like, uh, 
when they first mentioned the spike through his head, the spike through his head I was like, wait a minute. Didn't Allie have a scar on her forehead? And then now it's like, yay, exactly. all right. I, it wasn't just me. <laughs> uh, <and> also, <laughs> Indeed, he, you, he says Alice this kinda... time instead of Allie twice. True. Yeah, The and the weird thing is in the and, 2003 version, he changes it. The first time, he changes it to Allie, the girl from Tell. But then the second time, it's Alice again. Huh. So it's like he changed one of them, but not the other one. Interesting. Like, I thought I wasn't... I was like, am I reading that right? Is that a C or an E? That's Alice. Oh, um, yeah. That's... And, but also, yeah. he also mm-hmm. puts in the girl from Tull every time he mentions her, like, you know. Right. Um, I don't know. Like... Which I feel like does make sense in the original publication since they were in uh, magazine form. So this chapter wouldn't appear in the same magazine as the whole the whole tall chapter in the beginning. So just trying to like, uh, as seen on last week's episode, you know, yeah, like uh, exactly. Just in case you missed it, the, the one from Tall. Oh, right, Tall, Tall. Okay, just I forgot about Indeed, that one. Indeed, as uh, in old school Marvel comics, they used to put like a little box in the corner and say, "To read more about this, go back to yeah. this issue of Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-two. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> I love that guy. That narrator guy was always my favorite. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the was it the Legion of Doom the Oh. The Legion of Doom, yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I actually, uh, when I was doing videos for sci-fi, I did uh, like um, a YouTube video on basically the Super Friends. Um, I forget <laughs> if it was Super Friends in two minutes or nice. but something. If you if you look up Sci-Fi Wire Super Friends, uh, uh, you'll find it. The, the the Wonder Twins were always uh, interesting. Wonder Twins were great. Yeah, their power was really awesome. Like totally, yeah. We should make a movie so on was the it, Wonder Twins. One of them was always an animal, and the other one was always some form of water. I, th- I think it was or... uh, some sort of living thing, and then some sort of like non-living thing. I think that was like oh, it was like shape of a this and form of a that. Like, but I think that was huh. it. I think it was one was live like animal and mineral or something. Interesting. Like huh. uh, that's cool. Shape of a true. A, yeah, a, I feel a, like a chicken, but the form of a. Oh wait, shape of a hammer, but form of a you know whatever a vulture. <laughs> True, there should be a Wonder Twins movie. That's a, you could utilize that that dual power in amazing ways. Exactly, <laughs> and with now the CG that we have, oh, that would be a cool movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay, so it's according DC. to uh, <laughs> that is DC. I haven't you're right. liked mm. any DC movies, but anyway, yeah, according how, how do the Wonder Twins work, Kev? Uh, so Jaina can transform into any animal. Zan can transform into water in any state and shape. Oh, so, so it, if you want to call just it like, water. yeah, so an ice, ice chair and an ice flute, whatever. Okay, so I, I was off. I gave him more power than he has. A little more true. The technically, it's called water and ice mimicry, and she has animal morphing. Okay, so so hers is better. I don't know. It's it's debatable uh, depending on the scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like ice is very easy to break, and I feel like I don't know. I mean, I guess you could turn it into water vapor. 
I think mm-hmm. what there was a lot of, sort of now that I'm thinking about the uh, the cartoon, it was like him making a lot of like ice slides, and she would like sort uh. of launch herself as as like a cat or something, and like huh. or whatever. <laughs> Freaking peregrine, sense, peregrine yeah. falcon, you know. <laughs> huh. I don't know. See that being cool. Uh, so yeah, the Wonder right. Twins. I don't know how we got on that. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Ali meanwhile. or Alice has the same scar on her head. So what does that mean? Same what, scar, what does that mean? Does, does it mean that Jake is like his son? Or... Huh? Because I, I, I mean, is it like Alice? Uh, Ali's his mother? Uh, like I don't know. Is this all happening in some sort of alternate reality? Go ahead. I don't know about literally, but, but but metaphorically, I feel like, yes, uh, Roland has definitely assumed a very fatherly role. And at the beginning of the book, he has sex with a woman. And then midway through the book, he has a boy. So okay. I feel like there's so, a... So also, uh, <clears throat> what is it? It's been 12 years. So perhaps this... Him finding Jake and how old's Jake? He's about twelve. Huh. He's eleven. <laughs> so, so wow, that he, is interesting. He destroyed Tull about what twelve years ago, and he's been searching and found this boy who's actually his son. Um, I don't know why no, Jake no, has no, memories he, of New York, but why would Jake have memories of he, New York? Yeah. I don't think he destroyed Tull twelve years ago. The last time he saw the Man in Black was twelve years ago. Okay, I'm just thinking, how long has it been since he had uh, cons- I mean, it's true. consummated his relationship really with, with Alice from Tull? Yeah, exactly. Go ask Alice. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the that parallel there of it's been 12 years since the last time he saw the man in black, and now here he has an 11, there's an 11-year-old boy that the man in black pushed in his way. Yeah, he's like, oh, so, guess what? Interesting. You forgot about this kid from long ago <laughs> in Tull. I like that. So I never considered it that way, but I never, well, that, but yeah, that's those, what two, I was right those away. two numbers I was like, definitely These two up. have the scar, head, scar on their forehead because they're supposed to be mother and son. But, I don't know if it's their literally mother and son, but maybe metaphorically, I could I could get on board with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we should finish this chapter. How are we doing? Here? Indeed. We're almost, <laughs> we're almost home. So, basically, let's see. So, um, in that part, us. yeah, the boy... So, we, I already mentioned that he took out the dumbly submissive bovine eyes, which is just a terrible way to describe a person in Bo- general. Bovine and eyes? And sheep's eyes. Sheep. Yeah. I, I have dissected cow's so then, eyes before. Uh, that's really yeah. Very is it like similar to human eyes with the cornea and the very pupil similar. and pupil and all? The uh, big difference oh. is um, a lot of these other mammals have what's called a tapetum lucidum that's behind the retina, and it's this really cool like iridescent. Um, uh, oh, like how cats film. do? Yeah, exactly. So, like when you take a picture of like a dog or a cat or something, and it comes up like that light blue or yellowish color, um, you're you're seeing the tapetum lucidum. It's pretty cool. Huh? But, I never knew the the name for that. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, calling somebody bovine eyes, uh, it's just they're a little bit uh, more on the side of the the head because. Uh, they are true. They're prey animals, so uh, eyes on the side you want to hide, eyes in the front you want to hunt. So predator animals have. Oh, I like that. Two eyes, in, in, like because just for oh. better vision, but it, like cows and sheep and like a little more on the side so they can see things coming from <laughs> other directions. 
Hmm, that makes sense. So uh, when they, when they say bovine eyes, um, uh, that's what I was thinking was uh, mm. eyes on the side. But I mean, sheep is similar. I feel like their eyes are kind of on the sides. Well, sheep sheep are ovine, mm. but yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, changing Alice to Ali on the first time, but he left the second one still say Alice, and then changed it from let's see. Instead of Jake seemed to catch a whiff of, it was Jake perhaps uh, caught a whiff. So, seemed to perhaps, who knows. Potato, uh, potato. Got a whiff of the thought. Uh, changed uh, grammatically andamon to just turned it into a semicolon. Uh, semicolon, a moan slipped from his throat. <laughs> rather than a, sl- uh, a moan was dragged from his throat. So, oh. I guess... You know, one word for another, just, I guess, more specific meaning of uh, saying a moan's, yeah, uh, active voice. Once of, again, uh, active, a moan act, slipped from that's his active throat and yeah, passive. instead of was yeah. dragged. Was exactly. dragged. It's, let's slip from uh, That's, yeah, that's a perfect example of what you were there talking you about before. Exactly. Dad would approve of Changing that. Changing that. Exactly. That, that is decisively a blue change. <laughs> that is active voice. Okay. So, and then we've got. Um, Was dragged. Oh yeah, huh? So a moan was dragged from his throat. We should, we should really get uh, Bruce Ackerman on the show one of these days. I agree. That would be fun. Uh, the gunslinger felt a great and unholy thirst in some deep unknown pit of his body—a thirst no wine could touch. Were worlds trembled, almost within reach of his fingers, and in some instinctual way he strove not to be corrupted, knowing in his colder mind that such strife was vain and always would be. It was noon. He looked up, letting the cloudy, unsettled daylight shine for the last time on the all-too-vulnerable sun of his own righteousness. No one ever really pays for it in silver, he thought. The price of any evil, necessary or otherwise, comes due in flesh. All right, so before we go on, a couple of changes there. So... Uh, Gunslinger felt a great and unholy thirst in some deep, unknown pit of his body. One, no draft of water or wine could touch. So, change that from uh, a thirst no wine could touch. And then after that, right after uh, knowing in his colder mind that such strife was vain and always would be, in the end, there was only Ka. Oh. So, they add Ka. Bring it back in Ka. Uh, exactly. is, it, is it capital or lowercase in that case? Lowercase. Okay. Yeah, like the force, yeah. right? That's what I've been. Exactly. Yeah. It's sort of. Or Karma? Yeah, karma? Do you think like karma? it's the first exactly. two letters in Karma? So. Yeah. Yeah. So then here, actually. The last sentence here has got the a grand slam. It's got a blue change, an orange change, a red change, and a yellow change. Ooh. So I think this is the first one that I've seen. Um, <laughs> so the blue change is he changed it from regular uh, case to italicized. So it is a difference. So I'm counting it. Uh, no one ever really pays pays for betrayal in silver. Oh, so, so betrayal it from is just, italicized. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so he changed it from it to betrayal. Uh. So no one ever really pays for betrayal in silver. And then unitalicized, he thought, and then going back in. So the italicization is almost like quotations, but for his internal monologue. Yeah, it's, so it, that's why it's giving you a better uh, frame of what exactly. is going through Roland's mind. So 
In the original, it said, the price of any evil, necessary or otherwise, comes due in flesh. So then in the new version, it says, the price of any betrayal always comes due in flesh. Mm. So, So we changed it from any evil to betrayal, and then took out the necessary or otherwise, but then added in always, and then comes due in flesh. Okay, betrayal is definitely different than evil, would you say? I would say so, because I feel like evil evil doesn't necessarily... Yeah, I feel like evil doesn't necessarily imply any trust that was lost. Evil is just a behavior, whereas betrayal, there is a story there. There is someone who betrayed someone else Mm. okay, who had trusted them. Yeah, Yeah. it brings us back to the conflicts that you brought up earlier. Exactly. You know, this is the conflict, well, it's the supernatural, really, I think, really. Yeah. Right? In some ways. I mean, it's... He's looking for supernatural, but the conflict in front of him is just him versus himself and what this man that he's chasing after can convince him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's definitely an internal conflict of, yeah, do, do I want to sacrifice poor Jake? Come with me or stay. Yeah. Is it, is that, does Come that stay the same? Come with me or stay. That one stays the same. Immediately afterwards, we're 100% different. Uh, Oh, really? So 100% different. So after he says, come with me or stay. So in the original, the boy only looked at him mutely. And to the gunslinger, in that final and vital moment of uncoupling from a moral principle, he ceased to be Jake and became only the boy. An impersonality to be moved and used. Whereas in the new version... He, after Come With Me or Stay, the boy responded to this with a hard and humorless grin. His father's grin, had he but known it. And I'll be fine if I stay, he said. Fine, all by myself, here in the mountains. Someone will come and save me. They'll have cake and sandwiches. Coffee and a thermos, too. Do you say so? <laughs> come with me or stay, Ooh, the he, gunslinger repeated. He repeats it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I, and then <laughs> he felt something happen in his mind. <laughs> and sandwiches. Oh, man. <laughs> well, of course, he's being like very uh, uh, oh, sarcastic, sarcastic yeah. and saying, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I'll be fine. I'll, sure, I'll just yeah. hang out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can just absolve yourself because you brought me to this mountain where I have no idea. I have no food. I don't live here. I'm going to get attacked <laughs> by an animal. Okay, what what type of cake was he expecting, and what type of sandwiches? I I immediately thought coffee cake. A coffee cake. All right, no, I was thinking like like just a, because of I guess the cake, the coffee and the thermos. I, I was thinking like a birthday cake, kind of with like uh, icing and be. stuff. Um, that is that is a little bit more sarcastic. Yeah, and then the sandwiches would just just be finger sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, little. little uh, I think it like tea sandwiches with the crust cut off. Exactly. That's exactly where i was going to little triangles <laughs> <laughs> maybe some turkey and mayo that that's all exactly. that's all you need some really watercress oh oh that's, that sounds yummy <laughs> i'm hungry now all right it's time for lunch i'm hungry too <laughs> so yes so the, the come with me or stay the gunslinger repeated and felt something in his mind an uncoupling that was the moment at which the small figure before him ceased to be jake and became only the boy and impersonality to be moved or used. So basically kind of rephrasing what this uncoupling means. But it's kind of the same, kind of different. Um, it's like borderline blue or orange change, I would say. 
He's yeah. Um, oh man, it's really sad because it's so sad. <laughs> he's, he's having to uh, give up this child that, he, that he's watched. Who, who knows? Spark a dark. Give me this fire. Like he's like, oh, I've t- exactly. He's things. like, this kid could be a gunslinger if I trained him right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah. It's it's a very and again he is sacrificing his uh his only son uh we're we're going back to the biblical imagery mm-hmm the uh what, Isaac uh, is that the one uh, oh I'll, I mean either Isaac or also God oh yeah that, that, I guess that, Isaac a, makes more sense that's the Abraham and it was on a mountain right <laughs> yeah Abraham and Isaac on the mountain yeah because just because God said so so yeah that, I, I I feel like I, that that comparison is a little bit closer because it is truly a test of faith him, though right I think Isaac does not lives God, a very God old. Uh, God's <laughs> like holy shit I don't think we're gonna do it <laughs> uh, Old Testament is weird if, if you read it you're like oh, yeah. oh man this is messed up it's like oh God no 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 stop <laughs> I didn't really think you were going to do that. Sheesh. I was just fooling around. You took that literally. No, calm down. Okay, just be be good. Just be a good person. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> There's a ram over there that's stuck in the bushes. Kill that thing instead. That'll be your sacrifice for today. Kill that thing instead. Well, you know, you, you got to live, so True. Yeah. It's at least it's not a human. Don't kill another human. That's Let's avoid doing that. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> that that's when you get to the Old Testament y kind of uh mentality, I guess, that Yeah, there's some you know, really weird there, there stuff. has to be some kind of sacrifice, oh, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, well, that's for another podcast. We should just do the Bible, Kevin. Indeed. That would be hilarious. Oh man. Oh wow. Oh god. Oh boy. <laughs> Oof. Going chapter by chapter through the Bible. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing. But being we're going, like really we're going cynical. Gunslinger. Oh no, we get so much oh, hate now. Oh, whatever. Oh, my God. But it would be funny. Go from the gunslinger <laughs> to the Silmarillion to straight up the Bible. The Bible. Oh my God, well, I because would love the Silmarillion it. starts with uh, um, it's a creation a, 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 myth. Yeah. A creation story. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's finish this chapter. Um, so okay, we're almost so done. It, something something screamed, screamed. Something screamed in the windy stillness. He and the boy both heard. Ooh, what is that? Uh, the gunslinger began, and after a moment, Jake came after. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to keep going. Together, they climbed the tumbled rock beside the steely cold falls and stood where the man in black had stood before them. And together, they entered in where he had. And together, they entered in where he had disappeared. The darkness swallowed them. Dum dum dum. Something screamed. Hell of an ending. Uh, is is that different in yeah. the in the new version? The ending. Uh, the only difference in that part is he changed. Together they climbed the mountain, tumbled rock to together they mounted the tumbled tumbled rock. Okay. So, I guess just in changing it from I, that feels more like a visual change. I would say so instead of just imagining people climbing a mountain, they're mounting the yeah, eh, yeah just, potato potato. I would say yeah yeah potato potato on that one. But together they entered in where he had disappeared. The darkness swallowed them. Oof. Mm. I'm excited to go on because, like, I, I keep, I know. you know, I, I keep listening to, to it over and over again, kind of trying to prepare for our discussion. And every time it gets to uh, the slow mutants, I'm like, ah, pause, pause. No, no stop, stop, stop. Yeah, I don't want to keep going. <laughs> but that's what's next. 
So uh, oh. we're going to go into... Here's where it gets real. Okay, we're going into the slow mutants next. Uh, this is... Uh, right. oh, is this so the end? Oh, no, say... it doesn't take us to the end. Let's... Uh, I feel like we could get through part one and two of this, uh, of the slow mutants next time. All right, so uh, that's my homework then, is just read yes. section uh, one and two. Um, it, uh, it, it's broken up like that in the, in the new version as well with the Roman numerals again. Let me see. Hold on. Well, in the meantime... Um, you know, you can check, Indeed, we'll figure it out. check out uh, uh, Chapter Brothers on Facebook. Uh, we also have a YouTube uh, page where you can see or and listen to our podcasts. And we'll probably be posting them on other formats as well as as we learn how to do this whole thing. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> it's been fun, Kev. I gotta say. Definitely, just, just I've been having a great time doing this with you, getting a chance to talk with you about uh, just this book, but getting ideas for future things uh, to do. Exactly, I can't wait. <laughs> dead serious about the Bible podcast, by the way. That, I would totally do it. That might be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, a little dry in some sections, though. But so is the Cimmerillion. Uh, very true. <laughs> That's why I figure we need the Silmarillion to kind of work our way up to it. <laughs> we'll just compare the, the different myths. Well, actually, there is a lot of... Okay, let, let's talk about that another time. <laughs> Indeed, some other time. But, we'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, perhaps we'll do this. I don't know. But for now, uh, we're going we're gonna to go up to the Slow Mutants uh, Section 1 and 2 next time. And, uh, and Section 1 and 2 as in the, uh, the new version. In the new version. Uh, basically... Yeah, hang on. I'm trying to find the word to cut off from. Uh, so right, the uh, basically end where it says, I'll push, the gunslinger said. He began to push. That's our last sentence. I'll push. All right. Read up to I'll push. Cool. Well, until then, Kev, long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. <laughs> Love you Bye, so everybody. much. See you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time.